my friends. Today, we are back together in modified form. And it is good indeed to dwell together. And that is why I chose this scripture for this morning. Because today is a celebration. We did it. We gosh darn did it. We came through COVID. We lasted as the church through COVID, through 18 months of not gathering as we would have liked. 18 months of eye fatigue and computer frustration as we all as we learned Zoom or didn't learn Zoom because we'd had enough. 18 months of not hugging, of not dropping in to see one another, 18 months of not meeting in person. So it's been a long 18 months. And so it seemed to me right and fitting for today to celebrate, to celebrate being together because we still are together. It is a different way of being together. It is a being together that is here in person and a being together that is across screens and time zones. And there are lots of questions that come with this, I think. There are lots of questions that we're now asking and maybe have been asking for 18 months about what is it to be the church? What is it to be the church when we aren't physically together, when we don't shake hands or hug? And one of, I think, the strongest parts of this psalm is the first verse. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. So first of all, I think the church is a kind of kindred. It is, as we sang earlier, a family. We are part of the family. And it's a different family because in some ways it's a family we've chosen. And I think we all need in our lives, families that we choose. Because while we love the families we don't choose, they can also put us through the ringer. They can drain us. In fact, they can hurt us, right? The families we don't choose can wind up with addiction or gambling problems. They can be so full of pain or broken themselves that they can't sustain a relationship with us. And, and inevitably, the family we don't choose leaves us. First, it's our grandparents, and then it's our parents, and then we start to get to the age when it becomes our spouses. And I know that for some of you, it's already been your children. And that's never how it's meant to be. 
And sometimes it's how it is. So our family that we don't choose, the family into which we're born, is never the only family we have. And so our church becomes a family. But as family, we come with all the beauty and the joy and the gifts and the love. And we come with all the rough edges and the painful bits and the words we didn't quite mean to say but said anyways and the things we should have said and didn't. So for kindred to live together in unity, it's not that we always agree. And next week we'll be talking about what happens when we don't agree because that happens. Unity, I think, is a gift. And it's not, it's not one we achieve by our own or entirely by our own striving. Unity is not all up to us. Now, in this song, when they sing of unity, um, the, the subtitle of this psalm is that it is a song of ascents. Ascents like A-S-C-E-N-T, like ascending. Because this is the second last psalm in a group of psalms that, are, that were, there were pilgrimage psalms. They were pilgrimage hymns. And they were sung by pilgrims, Jewish pilgrims, going to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is on a hill. So you'd be walking up. And of course, you know, this would have been a long walk. I don't, you know, people may have been coming from near, they may have been coming from far, but they were probably walking the whole way. And you get to the end and the finish line is in sight and there is a hill. You know, your last stage when you're, you're tired and you've been walking for days and, and you've been stressed because of course the roads aren't always safe. So you're looking out for robbers and you're trying to figure out how you're gonna water your donkey and get enough food to eat. And God dang it, you gotta walk up a hill. Welcome to Jerusalem. So this Psalm is not just someone, you know, walking into the synagogue Saturday morning and looking around and saying, oh gosh, these are a bunch of really nice people and I get along with all of them. This is someone who's just climbed up a hill and has finally entered the temple of the Lord and has said, we did it. We got here. And it is good and pleasant to dwell together in unity when we have all worked together to achieve something. When we've been on a journey together. And what a journey COVID has been. And what a journey it's probably going to keep being. So this unity is not something that was just dropped in among the community that this singer, this psalmist is singing about. This community is something that was achieved by ascending together, by walking together, by facing danger and risk and trial together, and by achieving something good and beautiful together. And I think that's how we find unity. We walk the road together. 
And there are times when someone's gonna have a blister on their foot and they fall behind and oh, like, come on, could you just keep up? But because we're kindred, we wait. We don't leave the person with the blister to hop and limp on their own and face the possibility of robbers on their own. Or if we're really energetic and we can just see Jerusalem up there and we're so ready, come on. We don't break away from the pack and go, all right, I'll see you guys there. We walk the road together. The story of Pentecost from the book of Acts tells us that the church was born when the Holy Spirit arrived. This unity, this becoming kindred together, it is a gift. It's a gift given us by the Holy Spirit. And so that is good news because it means that we don't have to do all the work, right, of, of making it. And sometimes if we're just tired of these kindred of ours, we can pray. We can say, look, God, I don't know what to do here. I'm so frustrated. I'm so hurt. I'm so scared about the future of our church. Over to you. We're not in this alone. One of St. Paul's favorite ways of describing the church is to call us the body of Christ. Well, if we are the body of Christ, again, it means we're not on our own. We're not the body of the United Church. We're not the body of Knox United. We're not the body of Lanigan McComas Pastoral Charge. We're the body of Christ. And when we celebrate communion, when we come forward to this table, as we will again, we're not just remembering Christ at his final meal, we are celebrating the fact that Christ is among us. And what that is and what it means and what it looks like is a beautiful and profound mystery that the church has been trying to figure out or just sitting with for 2,000 years. But the witness and the promise of the faith of our ancestors in faith, the witness and the promise of all those from whom you learned your faith, your Sunday school teachers, your grandparents and your parents, the promise is that Christ is among us. And if we try to do this completely on our own, we will probably run in trouble. So it is good and pleasant. It is a gift and a delight to dwell together in unity. And that unity is never uniformity. It is never being identical. It is walking the road together and helping one another and letting ourselves be helped in return. And so I think friends, I think that the gift of the precious oil on the head of which this Psalm speaks, the gift of the dew which falls on the mountains of Zion, Zion is another name for Jerusalem, the gift of the dew of the oil of the unity, this is all given freely. And so I think our job, our job is to listen. 
Our job is to pay attention together. Our job is to do the vulnerable work of listening for God together. I said earlier that we have been asking questions and we'll keep asking questions about what it is to be the church. What it is to be the church in COVID, after COVID. What it is to be the church going forward. What it is to be the church when some of us are here and some of us are online. What it is to be the church when we've lost our building. Or what it is to be the church when pillars of the church whom we loved have left us. What it is to be the church when the pews aren't quite as full as they were. Friends, I don't think we have to answer that question on our own. Because the promise always, the promise is that in life, in death, in life beyond death, we are not alone. God is with us. And so this September, we're going to pray together. We're going to start some small groups to do the slightly nerve-wracking and scary work of actually praying out loud together, of writing our own prayers. Because, my friends, you are beloved children of God. You are God's kindred for whom God longs. And so we are going to walk together in spirit as much as I have seen you walk together in practical, loving ways. So dwelling together in unity. It's not always easy. It's not always straightforward. But it's a gift. And it's a gift I've seen within you. And a gift that is promised to us always. For we are the body of Christ. Thanks be to God.